0: Hello, and welcome to the DASH Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and joining me today is Mr. Richard Troder. He is an educator out of Medford, Massachusetts, the Director of Center for Citizenship and Social Responsibility at the Medford Public Schools. So we're excited to talk to Richard today about his experience and journey through education. And as we roll into this episode, I do have to remind you to go visit TreyGamage.com now. That's where you can sign up for our email list, you can also purchase Every Decision Counts, Eight Lessons I Wish That Taught Me in School, or just sign up for a time to talk to me about ways that we help schools implement SEL programs. But other than that, I'm interested and excited to get into this conversation with Richard trotter And for now, how are you doing, sir? I'm
1: doing very well. Thank you, Trey
0: good good thank you join thank you for joining me so uh, can you describe for me what your role is in the school district center for citizenship and social responsibility what does that mean
1: okay so my role um is i'm the director of the program um i'm a former teacher and administrator in netford and now retired uh however i'm not fully retired because i'm, I'm working on this program which is the uh, center is an after school program that um, teaches students to be leaders and also offers them a chance to do projects for the community and, and beyond. In fact, even projects that may or should benefit the world. So it's, um, it's, it's an after-school program that um, meets the needs of uh, civic and social-emotional learning hmm. um, that I, you know, I created a few years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. You said a few years ago. When did you guys start doing that?
1: So in 2012, um, we received some money, uh, uh, an award from Bloomberg Foundation to help us uh, establish technology and instructional technology in the schools uh, because we had done a major renovation at that time. Uh, So that money was the money to set up a physical center, and then with the remaining of the money, we started the program that we now call the Center for Citizenship and Social Responsibility. And so that was the beginning, and um, we started with a small uh, projects, mini-grants, professional development, and um, eventually we got into setting up these after-school programs. Um, we started in 2014-15 with 18 students uh, at the high school, and now we have 500 students wow. throughout know, through seven schools, um, wow. and we also got funding from the Cummings Foundation, which is a local philanthropic group, and uh, we also got some money from the Crystal Campbell Foundation yeah. uh, through the Boston Foundation, which is, Crystal Campbell is one of the four victims um, of the Boston Marathon okay. a few years ago. So we had a connection with Matt, where she's from, and they donated some money too. So we've been funded by several sources, and um, the program is now really blossomed um, because we have, we have, I have one advisor at the beginning, now we have 13. Wow! Um, so, yeah. It's been quite a, quite a, quite a growth sprint.
0: My goodness, my goodness. So talk to me about the program, like what does it look like, what age groups is it for?
1: So, excuse me, as I mentioned, it started at the high school, Okay. but um, we're now K-12. Um, so we have uh, four elementary schools, two middle schools and a high school, and an alternative high school, and, uh, and a vocational school. And so for the programs evident at each school, each school has at least one advisor that uh, works with uh, any, uh, students across the board, whoever's interested uh, can join the program
0: okay.
1: and runs after school. So um, at so many elementaries we have as many as 60 or 70 students and some hmm. we might have 10, 15 or 20. The high school we have 150 uh, students involved. Um, they, the center is based on a learning methodology called project-based learning. Um, We up a year-long project with the students based on their interests, so uh, it's important that that happens because um, the education authentic projects tend to have more meaning for students. So um, students, for the most part, pick the project. It's a year-long project. It's something that's going to make the community, uh, the state, the country, the world a better place. So we have some local programs that work at the school. In other words, there might be beautification projects, but we Mm -hmm. also have projects that like banning styrofoam and plastic bags, which is just, we've done the plastic bags already. One of our students uh, went through the process of getting an ordinance passed mm. through the city council, and now yeah. we're doing styrofoam. And also, we have world projects like, for instance, climate change, um, uh, recycling, and you know, environmental kind of projects. So, there's a whole game of projects. We probably have uh, this year over 200 different projects going on right now, um, and most of them are culminating. In, in May, um, April, yeah. May, and then we have a big project fair at each school. Um, unfortunately, I'm not sure we're going to have them um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because of the virus. But that's that's the way it typically works. And um, we have other there are other aspects of the program uh, like protection development, uh, resources, uh, field trips. Uh, but the core, the, the heart of the program, uh, uh, is working to develop these student leaders and and, and that's one of the key components of what they're learning aside from empathy and compassion and learning to be leaders because these projects require them often to get outside of their comfort zone whether it's to talk to administration or to go to school committee or to a business or city council and they have to plan their project so that there's a sequence to it and then they culminate as I mentioned April and May.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, as an after school program, does it run daily? And what are the hours of the program?
1: Okay, so, uh, you know, it runs, um, the way it works is at the beginning of the year, we have a couple of meetings a week for about a month getting set up. Uh, Probably it's around uh, middle September to middle of October. Um, Once the student projects are off the ground and they're set up along with the advice of the, the, the advisor who's to a teacher at the building. Um, they then begin the process of once they plan it, they implement it. So uh, during the implementation stage, they meet once a month as a group of the whole school group. Each group has a, each school's group, but then often they connect with the advisor either during lunch, after school, mm. or on email. So there's there's this uh, continual uh, communication going on. Uh, by group, like by, by team, with the instru- with the advisor, so that you know it's not a giant meeting where you have you know fifty kids and, and nothing gets accomplished. It's all done pretty much the the mentoring takes place um, outside of the group, the big group. Just,
0: <coughs> just right, right. That makes a lot of sense, and that that's very resourceful as well because you can do you know you can have thirteen counselors instead of twenty five uh, staff members that have to man you know, over 500 yes. people in, on all those different grades and things like that. So um, yeah, that's a, yeah. that sounds like a smart way to go about, you know, having that you know, conversation. Well, thing,
1: yeah, and, and to that, the fact that some of these students are feeling new at this, and, and they might be a little bit hesitant to speak in front of a group of 50 people, but where they're working in a, a small group with an advisor that's much more conducive to, you know, opening up and, and you know, relating to the teacher and, the, and have to have problems and they're
0: not they're not unlikely to uh, not mention them you know so it, it's a nice support system that's not threatening okay okay yeah that makes sense um and I, so i see you've been with this school district medford public schools for a long time 46 years a long time Yeah, but well, how, how did you, why so long? Since 1973, that's a really long time at the same place. Talk to me about your journey through Medford Schools because it's, it's amazing that you've gotten to the place that you're at now, you know. And, and yeah, well, you, went, you know, so
1: uh, it's one of those, you know, in, in breeding situations. I, I went to Medford Schools, and um, I graduated college, Northeastern, and I had a history degree, and I couldn't find a job teaching, so I went back to grad school. And so after grad school, I had been in Metro I, I was known. I, I was able to get a job teaching. Um, then I taught for six years, and then I became an administrator. And I started out in media, and then I became media technology director. Hmm. Um, but I also took over several departments: the art department, the music department, the video services, libraries. So I did multiple of, of administrative departments um, as sort of the the overseer, so to speak. And then, but I did that for a long time. And I didn't deal with curriculum, per se, but I always had um, an interest in curriculum. It's was one of the things I I enjoyed learning about when I was in grad school. And um, I was driving home from Washington, and I put on a a a cassette tape, emotional intelligence by... um, uh, Daniel Graham. What's his name? Um, Daniel Goleman. Yeah, um, Daniel Goleman. Yeah, yeah, from Harvard. So that sort of uh, uh, epiphany where I, just said, look, you know what? We can't do enough with social emotional learning because most, yeah, 90 over 90% of all school problems probably will result from an emotional.
0: Exactly. Issue. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so we we focus, we focus so much on academics, we're losing sight of the real problem. And we keep trying to put these students with, you know, the, they might be wrong pegs into square holes. And, you know, we can't do that. We have to address the problem at its source. Exactly. And this is an attempt to do that because. In these programs, um, in the projects, get a, a lot of self-esteem. They start to believe in themselves. They learn how to communicate and to work. Yeah. And it actually has a changing effect on life-changing effect on some students, where it helps them uh, go forward with a you
0: know, positive attitude, believing they can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, it, that was a, that was a root of my <laughs> my uh, thought about. So yeah.
1: did that sort of thing and being a, a realistic educated understanding the structure of schools from being an administrator I realized trying to do this in the curriculum would be very difficult mm. very costly mm. and yeah. so yeah so the the, the, I hate to, the, the the easiest route was to go after school when you're not, you're not interfering with any of the yeah. requirements for testing and all that and well um, yeah, I, I I know it's a
0: limited uh, reach, But uh, we mm-hmm.
1: have
0: 500 students. We have over 10% of the students in the district in this program. I mean, that's a very that's a very powerful take, though. You know, as a, I mean, you're working directly with the school district. So is that in like a consulting capacity? Or are you an official um, member of the school district?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm um, uh, the grant uh, includes uh, a okay. uh, benefit that pays me a little bit of money. Uh-huh. So I'm, in, I'm on the payroll not a great deal of money, most of the, almost all the money other than that, um, goes back into the program, so all the yeah. money we receive, it all goes into the program, and no salaries per se, there are stipends, yeah, for the advisors, so every advisor gets an annual stipend at the school that they work, yeah, so, um, but that's, that's, other than that, it's, it, all the money goes to supplies, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, field experiences, and we have some guest speakers come in, and, and with the motivational type speakers, and yeah, so, it's, it's, um, it's pretty
0: much for the students. Understood. Understood. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Um, I think that's appropriate, you know, and I, I think um, your approach to the program, you know, for for anybody that does have a grant or a nonprofit or even um, just after-school camps, that's a great idea and reason to um, chase after a program like that, looking at after-school, because it doesn't have to compete with the standards that we have in education. Um What are some of the biggest, like, hurdles that you had to face with SEL? Because even still today, it's not a complete standard. It's not adopted K-12 nationwide. You know, it's something that's still coming on. Where did you see that change, and what kind of hurdles did you face um, getting a program like this started and focusing on SEL and citizenship? Yeah, okay, so
1: that's a really great question. How do you stop this sort of thing? Um, Well, I was in a position where I I worked as an administrator, and I was very— I was part of the, the superintendent's uh, exec team. So I, I had an inroad there. Um, I also had been a grant writer, uh, so I didn't know how to write mm. grants. Um, although the first grant was just a letter that I wrote to uh, Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg. Okay. Um, so, you know, he, I, I think didn't hurt that he went to Metro High School, that he sent us this, a mm. this little bit of money. Um, but the, the point being that um, I think you need someone like me um, it helps to have somebody in the administration that understands uh, how to maneuver in, yeah. in, in the school district and can be a spokesperson and have the right contacts to set up the program. Mm. There's a key point here that this is not an after-school activity. This is an after-school program, yeah. so it has a structure to it. We have a budget. We have I have an administrative assistant. Um, we you know we, we have accountability for everyone. We have, yeah. we, have a, we have a formal instructional methodology that we follow and it's, uh, it's, it's all year long. And so it is a program. Um, so the key component, the first component, was having a, having a champion um, from the administrative ranks. Mm. It could be a principal, it could be assistant principal, it could be a, an assistant superintendent, it could be a director, like I was. Um, and then from there, working with, um, if you have to do it, you have to get money. So that person would be a good, a good person, a good trait for that person would be to be some grant writing experience mm-hmm. uh, which helped me get the first grant uh, from the Cummings Foundation of
0: $100,000 yeah. um,
1: and so that money would fund the program so once you have uh, a champion in funding then you work to get the structure set up where you have the advisors and, and the, uh, the methodology and, and those things fall into place but going back to the champion the champion has to understand curriculum development also you, you have to have a you have to have a methodology. You can't just throw about projects. You can, but they're not going to be as effective and teaching leadership skills and cooperative skills and, and um, self-esteem may not go up as much as it could. So those are key components. The teachers, once, once again, Key components and but the, the, the bottom line is if somebody wanted a school district wanted to do it, say, start with the high school as a pilot, if the administrative person is on board and there's no salary for that, then the whole pro, the high school could run that program for less than five thousand hmm. dollars.
0: Hmm, wow. That, is it a program that you've thought about replicating or have helped other schools replicate as well?
1: I'm sorry, Mr. I said,
0: is, has, has this been a program? that you've thought about or already helped other districts or schools um, implement?
1: Is it program I've about from other schools?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, would you would you consider um, training or teaching other schools?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, one of my roles is, is outreach. And I'm, I, that's why I, I'm happy to do this podcast because I think every school district should have a program like this. Yeah. Not that I could, not that I could help every district, but, that the concept should be, in my view, should be part of the philosophy of the school district. Yeah. And how they do it will be up to them, but it's, it's just, my point to, to, to districts is it's not expensive. It's a very, it's a kind of a, it's a formula, but it's a very basic, simple formula that if it's followed, the chances of success are really high, yeah. and, and it's gonna have a powerful impact on the lives of students. And if you think about this, you know, if you think about students at an early age, uh, having some kind of uh, social, maybe, you know, emotional problem, maybe it's at home, anxiety, hopelessness. Um, and if they get into our program, because we, t- we accept everybody, and they actually start to believe in themselves and feel better about themselves and actually go in a direction that's positive instead of a negative direction, then one child is worth the whole program. And the impact of that one child could be, uh, in, you know, We talk about money, it could be a lot of money, if they ever were arrested or went to jail or needed social services. So this is a preventive measure as much as anything else to help make society a better place by reducing the chances of students falling by the wayside.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. So Richard, what is your reward, fulfillment, or value from the work that you're doing now? You put in 46 years of work, You've already retired. You're still working. What What do you get out of all this?
1: Yeah, so, selfishly, um, I I feel like I feel... It helps me feel good about the world and also makes me feel like I'm helping make the world a better place. I mean, the answer for the whole group is we're working to make the world a better place. And this is my, it makes me feel like I'm doing that by having this program and, and hopefully... Uh, developing leaders that are going to improve our life going forward. Um, the, the new generation of, of students coming through will be more likely to be not just leaders, but they'll be more empathetic and compassionate, and uh, work to help other people. Even if they're not their career, you know, if even if they decide to go into business, there's going to be part of them that wants to give back. And so, I'm still in that kind of thinking and perspective. And students, you know, especially if we have 500 of them, um, it's very rewarding. It's it's quite a powerful feeling that I can do that with with not just me, but we can do it as a team. Uh, Because we are, uh, I think we're making a big difference, at least around here anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is there any other goals that you're trying to achieve or things you're trying to do um, with the program or in your work?
1: I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah, are
0: there, are there any... Is there any other um, huge milestones or successes and victories you're trying oh, to Oh, yeah, miss right yeah. Now?
1: Well, we're in the district. Um, we just kind We just want to keep growing. We, we, we would be happy to have, you know, a thousand students in the program as long as we have the money. And, and um, we... we I think we're in a good position for that, coming up with some sustained grants and other grants, com- looks like it's gonna come through. Um, so the school district doesn't have to pay a lot of money, and so that's the other part of the program that makes, makes, makes a lot of sense in terms of districts. It's not gonna be a drain on the budget. Um, mm-hmm. And so my goal is to expand the program, uh, be more effective, I always wanna be more effective as a teacher or, or a leader, and also just my, my personal goal, and it's not a goal too, as a group, but is to expand the concept to other school districts and encourage other school districts and then help other school districts. Um, I'm already helping a couple places online with advice. I can't travel around the world, but um, there's one person connected me from Africa um, who's mm-hmm. interested in, in, a, in a district and doing his district, and so I've been working with him online uh, trying to help him set it up. Um, so. And I've been to a number of schools around this area and worked with some of the school districts in there. There are a few of them that are setting up similar programs uh, in their high schools.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I really do like what you've got going on, Richard. And Massachusetts seems to be a very progressive place. I've had several interviews and had a chance to talk to a lot of people from Massachusetts, and I didn't realize how... um, yeah, how how historic Massachusetts has been in education and all the way that you guys have been early adopters. So thank you for your work in yep. education and, and all that you do. But where can the people go to find you or find more about your program? Um, the easiest thing is go to our webpage,
1: and it's very simple. It's www dot Medford m e d f o r d, and you add. Our acronym, which is CCsr. dot org, okay. so it's Metford That's the webpage, and on the webpage you'll find uh, a information about us. But you also see you can see all the projects the kids have done over the last four years, and uh, and you and you'll be impressed uh, by the work they're doing. It's quite amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believe it, and I hope that everybody that's listening right now will go check it out. And if not for you, you definitely got to tell a friend. So thank you again for your time, Richard. I I really do appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for helping us spread the word, and, and that's really important to us. So, you know, working together, we can make the world a better place.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's our goal on the Dash Podcast to feature educators weekly who are facilitating solutions in school communities. And Richard Trotter does just that. So we appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening. And I hope that you tell somebody who needs to hear it too. You can go to TradeGamers.com and subscribe now and listen on all platforms from Spotify to uh, Instagram to iTunes and everything in between. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.